Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We've got a great lineup for you today. Uh, but first, let me give a shout out to my producers for today. Hello there, Mr. Benny and Jacob. How are you both? Hi, Pat. Doing well. Hey, doing well today. Yeah. Okay. So I can I just can I just fill you two in on something here before I introduce Elise Marie, fabulous guest. So I was all like curmudgeon like Scrooge when I heard that not Ben Affleck, but Rob, Robert Pattinson was going to play Batman. I was like, all like, what was that like? I was like, that was like Tom Cruise playing Lestat. Oh, oh God. Elise is like right there with me. Right. Okay. I must confess, I will eat my words. The movie was one of the darkest sides of the Batman I had ever seen. And yet you could have done an entire psychology paper on the entire movie. And he was perfect for it. And I just need to tell him, I'm sorry. I didn't really say anything. I was, I was trying to be objective. I was backing up, but I got to tell you, dude, you can wear that Batman mask better than anybody with those cheekbones and the deal. And by the way, Zoe, I got to tell you, I had a little, I had a little concern right there, but you did play a very different cat woman. And we were just talking about cats. So you played the contemporary, I'm going to show my face, Catwoman. And you did that. Now, why are we talking about this? Because I have one foot in our pop culture. I really do. You all know that 20 years, you have been hearing me talk about all sorts of crazy things. But I have this other foot in this other world. And I think you need to have both feet. And that's what my very special guest today is really about. And so this is what I love. I love to be able to look at, talk about. When you're thinking about, think about this, the beauty witch. I love it. Actually, I thought that was Stevie Nicks, but I will back up from that. But <laughs> Elise Marie, passionate about plant-powered lifestyle, all of the above. But here, here's what we're talking about today. Whether you know her for being a contributor in multi-magazines, whether you know her for her eco luxe lux line of beauty products, whether you know her for the many, many things she does. But one of the things you should also know is that she is a conjurer. I love this, a conjurer. And what that means is you conjure up potions. You conjure up ideas. 
you put things together, you draw from ancient traditions to bring forward into a contemporary time. See, I think she's got one foot over there and also one foot in our pop culture as well. Today, get ready for this really cool book and much more, because this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what does this mean to live in the enchantment of what we call our lives? Elise, great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. What do you think about the bat? The Batman thing I said with with Pattinson. I have not seen it. Okay, good. I'm a, I'm I, a, I won't give you a spoiler. Oh, don't not yet. Okay. Not yet. I'm working my way up to it. Um, I have my opinions about who should play who. Always, always, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, I would have gone for a a John Hamm, a slightly mature Batman. That's just me. And um, I have interesting, to, right? Yeah, I have to get my I have to work my way up to a Catwoman that is not Michelle Pfeiffer. I can't do it. I mean, can you do it? I'm having a hard time because okay, she okay. was kind of the ultimate to me. And if you had to choose someone else, I have a few people in mind. But um, and I love Catwoman. I love Catwoman. I love so Catwoman too. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, you know, what we're talking about here today is the beauty witch, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things we're talking about here today, um, we're probably going to talk about many things, but we're also talking about you and we're talking about your life's journey. And look, I, I want to ask you a question. I mean, I grew up in New York. I um, lived there on the East Coast most of my life. Uh, but when you are in that environment and you are there too, and you're featured in as many places, I, I want to ask you this. How did you get to be you? What kinds of challenges and obstacles, Elise, did you have to overcome to get here to be you, this amazing woman that is out in the world internationally with a very powerful message. What did you have to overcome to get there? Well, thank you for saying that. Um, I think like a lot of people, you have a lot of things to overcome, be it, be it things when you're a child. Um, I, I didn't have the easiest young life for certain. And I... I always questioned everything, everything. I still do. And so there was a, there was definitely a journey when I was much younger, when I was a teenager, that prompted a lot of what you see now, which was an interest in, this was, this was the 80s. So, you know, you didn't have access to what you have now at all. Uh, not literally physically in a shop and certainly not online or I mean there was no online so there was I, there was a time when I was between 14 and 16 where things were really coming together with I was discovering metaphysical things and occult things I had this interest and again you had to go to a library you had to find things you couldn't just click 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 and it was there and I was also getting an awareness because I had some older friends that had 
lived in the city. I was in the suburbs and really hard to get hold of anything. And I had some friends who were older who had become vegetarian and become very active in everything to do with that. Animals, yes, but also something, some awareness of an environmental impact of everything you do. Yeah. And so this was all kind of coming together at the same time. And I was asking a lot of questions and I wasn't getting a lot of answers. And so I had to go find those answers. And it led to, you know, being vegetarian, very young, being very concerned about everything. What, what are you putting into your body? What are you putting on your face? What are you, what are you doing? What are you spraying? You know, I was probably extremely annoying. <laughs> I may still be, but but I was probably very, very uh, quizzical to a lot of adults. And I just, I think one of the challenges is when there are many paths that have been forged, but maybe not the one that you're going to forge. And so there's no path. So you have to make one and people can say, that's fantastic. But when you're in it with your machete through the, <laughs> through the dick, you're, you can't see, you don't know what's going on. There's, there's things wrapped around your legs and scratching at you and, and you can't see ahead. And so, and I, I still feel that way all these many, many moons later, many moons, yeah. <laughs> more moons than I'd like to consider. Um, I still don't. I still don't really see the path ahead. I see, I see what's behind me. I see what I've done, but I don't really know where it goes. I just know that it challenges are good. Challenges make you really strong and really resilient. And yeah. the things I was very upset about as a younger person and wished I had been more privileged, had been more this, more that, less this, less that. Now I'm kind of thankful for. Yeah. Because Isn't that interesting. Yeah. And yeah. I would not have said that to you at a given point. I would have said, you know, I got dealt a terrible deck and this is awful. And but honestly, I, I just think it really makes you a, a uniquely tough person in a good way. And a compassionate person. I, I love that because, you know, I too used to have a different view of my past than I do now, but to find that idea, that beauty, I did a whole show a little bit ago, um, talking to your topic here today. I did a show, uh, I did do a show on Stevie Nicks oh. because I have followed Stevie Nicks, you know, forever, but she did a she did a special. She came out and she shared some of the songs and her relationship with Prince. But she shared songs that never really made it to the album, hmm. never really made it. And I was I, I was reading your book, and I couldn't help as I was reading some of the first lines of your book. If if you were describing her or you were describing other people, but it's beautiful when you read the magnificence of the words that you're choosing in this book and honoring beauty and beauty, which right, the layer of the beauty, which is so important to really look at. Now I come from 
I come from a family where my dad married like seriously younger, my stepmom after my mom died, married my stepmom. And what a bonus that was, because whether you knew it or not, you were going to get a sense of beauty or beauty. I used to call them DT from her beauty training from from Mama Doris. <laughs> beauty training for Marna Doris because she was so much younger. She was the same age as my sister, close to it. Had her children very young, 12 and 13. When she was 12, she had Joyce. When she was 13, she had Doris. But what I was so struck by is how, how we can become spell binding, spell binding beauty nurtured and made more powerful by time. And those are your words. And I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, there are many things I could ask you about, but I really hung on to those words because it's almost counterculture. You see, the culture would have us say, you know, spellbinding beauty, but wait about 10 years, right? <laughs> you and I mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. And I remember Michelle Pfeiffer like you did in Catwoman. And I recently saw her in a couple of other films. Yes, yes. And I, I often ask, there's a glow on the inside of her. Yes. How important is the glow on the inside as you take us on this journey to talk about the beauty witch? I'm so glad you said that because one of the, the things I always go on and on about is beauty from the inside out. And it's literal. It's literally what you put in the body. I'm a, I come from a nutrition, a holistic nutrition background. Yes. So I'm kind of, kind of picky about that stuff, but it's, it's so much more than that really. And yes, food is energy and, and that's all incredibly important, but and it's funny that you mentioned her because she does, she is older. I think she's older than I am, which is, well, it's up there. <laughs> and um, We're not even going to go there for me. I, but I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not like, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this for a minute. I want you to finish this, but it's really interesting because I think you meet people that they don't even know their age right yes a I really long time my age when people ask me my age I, I was a decade off because I never felt like I mean on honestly I wasn't trying to uh what is the word I'm looking for lie about it right right but the inside glow that mm. you were describing and the way you talk about it in your book It's so much more powerful in so many ways, isn't it? It is incredibly powerful. It's um, it's an incandescence. It's it's a it's a vibrance, you know. Like I would look at you and immediately, I wouldn't even. I don't care about your age. I would never ask. I would say, "This is a vibrant woman. This is a vi There's a vitality there, and that's what I think." if anything, we should be trying to cultivate and, and where I, and, and we're mentioning older actresses and yes, there is that inner glow. And you think I, I personally, and this is not because I'm up there, <laughs> but I personally think she, Michelle Pfeiffer is more beautiful now 
than yeah. she ever was. I yeah. feel that way about a lot of older actresses. I do too. And, and there's something in the maturity of the face. There's something in you know the bones. There's there's a confidence. There's a, a slower feline grace that I think gets developed that I don't think we have when we're younger. We may have aspects. We may have the beginnings, but we don't really have that that calm confidence and that knowledge you know we haven't really built that up we haven't built up no. experience and 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 that that inner glow to me honestly if you if i had to give you one thing that i think that comes from i would tell you that it comes from being in your creative truth let's call yeah. it uh, just just recognizing that just attaching to that and saying I'm going to do what I want to do now it doesn't mean everyone has to earn a living and everyone has yeah. certain responsibilities but the people that I've known that have that inner glow they're all doing something that they care about absolutely that they love and they're putting their passion into it I was just making potions I was just making products earlier this morning for uh, to, to send out and I was so happy doing it you know it start started out like oh do I have enough rose water oh <laughs> did I remember to you know and then it just became this flow and it became this and it's just one you know it's just one of the things I do that I care about but but my point is that when you're in something, you're in the moment, you love it, you're passionate, you're giving it your all. And I believe it's very much giving back to you. And that yeah. doesn't have to mean monetarily. It's nice when it when it does, but it doesn't have to be. It just has to be a realization of your creative energies. And especially, I'll, I'll go a step further here, especially Please. when you're a little bit older, and maybe someone like myself who's not had children by choice and and people who have you know don't have a choice in the matter unfortunately mm -hmm. but to have that creative energy put somewhere too often i feel like we we kind of we do age we age poorly when we're not putting creative energy someplace yeah. that we care about and it could be anything. It doesn't have to be some big book project. It doesn't have to be, it can be anything that you care about. It could be. But you see, what I love about what you're saying, Elise, for those of you just tuning in, I just got to tell you right here for a minute, um, you know, my very special guest today is Elise Marie, and we're talking about her latest book. And there's much more to this, which we're going to get into. But anytime a book comes across my desk, I get hundreds of books to look at to say, do we want to interview him? And I got to give a shout out to our friends at Llewellyn, uh, Kat, the whole team, Linda, my producer, who gets with all those PR people and brings people together. I just so honor the work they do. It's a synergy, you see. And then I get a book and it comes across my desk and it's, it's a book and I'm looking at it and I'm like, what? Let me just do a double take, The Beauty Witch. Yes, that is a yes. Well, do you want to look at the book? No. No, I don't need to look at the book. That, that's a yes. Are you sure? Yes, please. You know, let's line that up. And then I go through the book and I want to ask you about this and we'll take a break in a minute. I am out of harmony when I am not in ritual. Mm. 
Now, mm-hmm. I don't believe in balance. I'm just going to be upfront. I, I have a funny feeling you don't either, because it's hard the way we define balance for women. We've always defined it as equal parts of things, like your job, your career, harmony. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I like. I know I'm building a network and expanding on it this year. So I know 70% of my time is going to go to that, 20% to ping pong. And then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the same time, there's the spiritual nature. And I love what you put in this book, Ritual. And here's what you say about it. I love this. The word alone conjures the most sublime images. Mm. It, that is so beautiful. I don't know if you can see behind me. I have multiple altars. You can't see directly. I can see Mary. a little bit. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Um, on the shelf up at top, you'll see Mother Mary and Kuan Yin. Um, my takeaway from early years of Catholicism, Catholic boarding school, is altars. That, yes. I mean, I took away some other things, but I got to tell you, nobody does it better than those Catholic churches like in the city, right? Oh, everywhere too. Oh. When you travel, they're so ornate. The, the incense, the whole bit, they they've got it down. They, you know, they st- <laughs> they they took from us quite well. <laughs> they did. But what you say about ritual is so contemporary. And yet I know that every word you've gotten here is based on ancient multicultural wisdom. Mm-hmm. Ancient multicultural wisdom. I want to talk with you for a minute on ritual and your altar, because I could have gone way further down in the book to find this, but you made this sort of a cornerstone uh, of whatever else is to come. Can you talk about the power of that and how that has helped you cultivate yourself to be the woman you are today? Absolutely. Um, i my concern with beauty rituals is that for most people, not by choice, but because of life and busyness and all of these things and stress, that, that disgusting word that's always there, I feel that it's become something that's just, it's just a routine. It's your, yeah. it's a chore. It's another thing on the to-do list. Oh, I've got to put some, slap something on my face. And I've got to, you know, people. How, oh how my gosh, you should know? watch me when I'm getting dressed. Oh, we're going to change that, Dr. Pat. We're going to change that. I don't just slap it on there. To be honest with you, the greatest asset and up leveling that happened to me in a sacred ritual way, in the beauty which way, I must say this to you and then I'm going to let you continue because I think you're going to relate to this. I'm an artist at heart. I mean, you could tell by this part of my room, right? The day they came out with the airbrush. Oh, like a, a makeup airbrush? A makeup airbrush. Oh. That's a ritual. <laughs> that got you going. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I that's so funny. I have never I've never experienced one of those. But I I can imagine they're very exciting. I I think I feel that way about, you know, brushes, paint brushes, actually, you know, I like to put face masks on with a brush, you know. Um, So yeah, I get it. I get it. But, but we've all known people and we do it ourselves sometimes even. 
even I have done this on occasion where, you know, you just take a quick shower and you throw on some oil and that's that. And you think, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is the body. The body is a temple. This, this, this houses your, your, your spirit. You've got to, you've got to take care of it. And so for me, the altar, the, the, I think you were asking me about the altar. Yes is to me that wherever that space is, there should be a dedicated space in your home that no one else gets to get involved in. Yeah. Unless it's your cat jumping up, that's okay. But it's your space. And for a lot of people, it's the bathroom sink. It's a quick in and out, throw some things in the medicine cabinet, you're done. For others, maybe it's more of a dressing table. It's more of a you know, I grew up with a grandmother who had a very involved dressing table. So oh my me, gosh, me that too. Was, oh, totally. To me, that was the ultimate female glamour. And, and of course, I have to have one too. But, but, you know, for most people, I would say it's a quick thing. You know, you throw something in a bag, you throw something in a medicine cabinet. And what I'm trying to convey a little bit in that part of the book is to say that no matter what your space is, it doesn't have to be some grand art deco piece of yep. furniture. It simply has to be a space that's yours, that's dedicated to the ritual of beauty, which is the ritual of empowerment. It's the ritual of taking care of yourself. It's the ritual of building your own confidence. And again, for most people in this harried world, to have those few moments where you're just treating yourself well and nothing else is in existence and you're just feeding your own beauty and your own confidence. And you know what? You take it out into the world and yeah. you, you give that to others, yeah. whether you know it or not. You it's it so important. I mean, um, Elise, we're going to go to a short break. Can you tell people how they can find out about you? And also please mention some of the products that you have on your website, because I'm already all over like the higher power one. That one ah. all over. <laughs> that's just one of them, but there's a couple more on here. It's just so beautiful. Oh, thank um, you. I just love that you're doing this because it really, when I look at the, the attention to detail, not just here, but in your book and on your website, it is that next level that cuts past the layer and gets to the heart. How can people find out about you? Well, the easiest way will be the website, which is thebeautywitch.com. And you can find everything there. You can find my writing, uh, links to my book. You can, it's right now, it's it's on Amazon. It's, it's still in pre-order stage, I believe, because yeah. we got backed up a little bit with printing, global printing issues. So the official release date is now May 8th in the States and June 8th elsewhere. So uh, you can find my products there. There's an atelier and you can order products there and you can write to me and I'm ha always happy to answer questions. I'm also, I'm on social media. I, I have to admit that I don't pay a lot of attention to Facebook or Twitter. I know. I kind of go on there once a day in an obligatory <laughs> mode, but I do love Instagram because I love visuals and I, I love seeing visuals and so I'm pretty active on there and so I'm the beauty witch official uh, on because some people are using this name now of course they are 
I'm not so thrilled about. But. Well, you know, I, I have a friend that I said, if you don't buy that domain name, okay, people are just going to copy mm -hmm. it. But as so many things, Elise, the energy of what you bring forward is your soul signature. So, so to me, what I've learned about that is I had the entire region of China copy the Dr. Pat show. And at first I was oh. like, I was like, oh, and then I was like, okay, go ahead. I'd love to meet your Dr. Pat. But you see, this is right. like, nobody has your blueprint. Nobody has your style. The way you have written this book, I love it. I, I was reading some of this and I thought, is she sitting next to me right here? <laughs> is she right here? Is she here? taking me through the steps of ritual from getting naked to setting the stage to lighten my fire and chanting your new <laughs> like is she right here because the way you write is so very different and it's so heart and personal when we come back what we're going to talk about all you out here get ready if you got a question for Liz, please give us a call 1-800-930-2819 when we come back we're going to talk about all of these things, beauty as a way to take care of yourself, as a way of empowerment, as a way of confidence, right? Not beauty in a very, hmm, faux way. No. Beauty from the inside out. If you don't feel it from the inside out, we're going to help you here today, right? How about sustainability when we're thinking oh. about fashion and lifestyle, right? When That's our green channel comes up, it's going to have a separate section for fashion and fashionability. And then think about this. What would your own beauty potion be? If you all have any idea, call it, tell us. If you could concoct something, what would that be? 1-800-930-2819. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. 
you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Do you question what an authentic life really looks like? Tune in to The Alley Effect with Allison Blythe, authentically living life your way. Every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where Allison Blythe brings you tools, resources, and actionable steps toward your very best life. Take responsibility for your own happiness. For more about Allison, visit Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, Blythe, B-L-Y-T-H-E.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have a conversation with Elise Marie. The book is The Beauty Witch. And again, you can find out more about that. You can go to the website, thebeautywitch.com. If you go to the website, thebeautywitch.com, not only will you get to find out more about what we're talking about, there's a press section, there's a gallery, uh, you know, fun things that you can look at, right? Uh, especially looking at a couple of things in the blog are really, really cool too, as well. When you, if you could take the time to do that. Um, but part of this is understanding what goes on. And, and the reason I love this, Elise, the reason I love it being called the beauty witch, because there's something about that. If you just said the beauty, right? And not the beauty witch, you would not get the same mystical elegance from it. And I would like you to talk about that because you see, I'm like you, I had a grandma that had the whole, everything out and my stepmom too. And mm. my stepmom taught us three girls, right? There were, there, there were all girls before my brother. And she would talk about perfume. And if you watched her, you know, we don't do a lot of perfume these days, right? Not the way old school would do it. When you heard her talk about Marilyn Monroe, mm -hmm. where she died, when Marilyn Monroe passed, my mom was crazy. Ugh. She would not talk about her beauty. But she would talk about something she saw. Mm. Something in her eyes. Mm. But the ritual, if you watch my mom nails lipstick long red nails lipstick i mean we grew up with this but she glowed on the inside as well mm. she was i think i get my optimism from her mm. and she was all about that but what i love about your book is you take us through and you talk about cycles you talk about the power of honoring those things that have been with us for so long. 
And I, I don't want us to forget to take this ancient wisdom and bring it forth to honor and empower each of us. And I got a sense from your book that that also was a message. It absolutely is. I don't want these things forgotten. I want, and, and beyond that, I, I want them discovered. You know, I had always intended for this book to be something that is for all ages, really. And you're talking about your, your stepmother. Yeah. And it's funny, I did have this very glamorous maternal grandmother. She passed very young and I didn't know her as a, as a, even as a teenager, I didn't know her. I think I was 12 when she passed away. Mm. So I didn't get to benefit from her, her knowledge, her, her incredible womanliness. I didn't, and, and I didn't have that role model like you have. I have, I had, um, just a very different kind of mom and aunt. And, and so I didn't have that very glamorous womanly, um person to to look up to so I had to find it I had to really find it and I found it in old movies I found it you know in all of these ways and and I think it's really important and and one of the things that that drove me to write the book in the first place was well there there was this need to get this knowledge out whatever it is that I know I wanted I wanted it to come out and be somehow useful hopefully to someone (laughs) and hopefully a lot of someone's and also it was kind of like I've had a few times where people have joked with me friends or even just readers and said that I was kind of their fairy godmother you know and um and I kind of wanted without it being quite that Disney I wanted it to be something where a younger woman, a a preteen or uh, someone who maybe didn't have access to anything like this could have a guide, could say, okay, this is, this is a really good way to step into being an adult. Yeah. And it's a thoughtful way. It's not just a, you know, put on 60 pounds of highlighter and bronzer and (laughs) hair extensions and get out the door. If that's your thing, that's great. But this is more of a what makes you unique? What makes you different? What's, you know, it's not about really covering up flaws or, or at all, or it's, it's just about being you. And there's, no matter who you are, there's a unique beauty there. So, so take it and go yeah. with it, and nurture it and, and, and be confident in yourself, you know, because you have something unique to give this world everyone does and if I can if I can inspire any degree of confidence in anyone uh, I think that that's a I think that's a wonderful thing then I would feel like I did my job yeah (laughs) and you know I the reason I know that is because I was so pleasantly surprised later on in the book that we enter talking about the moon Mm -hmm. such a powerful powerful Mm -hmm. part of the book and, you know, my mom loved the moon, right? You know, this is a woman that came from the deep south, uh, married my dad, ended up in New York, it almost killed her. But <laughs> no kidding. Uh, I know it killed my two stepsisters. But, mm. you know, for her, she brought so many things with her. She brought so many traditions with her. 
And, you know, you could have put anything in this book, but you decided to take us on what I called the moonwalk. <laughs> and, and you explain the different aspects of the moon, but you explain them in ways that invite us to honor our inner beauty. Because isn't that what the moon does in so many ways? I do. I, I you know, it, it's, yes, it's the internal. It's maybe what isn't always seen and occasionally is brought out into the light. And I think it's very important to, to live with the cycles of the earth, which also means the cycles of the heavens and which are the cycles of the moon and the sun and the planets and not in a way that's complicated or again, another thing on your to-do list, but, but in a way that we are disconnected from the natural world. We are, we, we have to be really to function in a lot of ways. And so my wish is that we reconnect in a way that is actually kind of modern and practical. It is actually something that's doable for a lot of people. And I'm not asking anyone to get out and grow their own herbs and pulverize them, and <laughs> put them into potions. I don't even do that. But <laughs> I don't have the patience. But <laughs> but um, but to connect with with the basics of the lunar cycles, which will be very beneficial. That's the whole thing. Is once you kind of get in the flow, it may seem a little bit confusing at first, but once you get in the flow of it, it's actually so beneficial because you say, you know this is really not the time to try to shed those holiday pounds. This is really not the time to go and get waxing done. Yeah. Ouch, ouch, double ouch. But it's really a good time to be bringing something into my space, a new thing into my space, try something new, a new beauty ritual, new beauty potion, a new ingredient, a new, a new look, a new anything, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's, it, you can take the beauty aspect and you can radiate it out into the rest of your world where when you are more cyclical, you do notice that you're just, you're going with the energies present. Yeah. You're, you're not fighting the energies and saying, well, you know, why can't this, why is this difficult today? You know, and I mean, I, I talk about that a lot in my column because the stars are the stars. They do what they do. They're not particularly concerned with whether it makes us unhappy or not. The idea is to not argue with it and just say, all right, this is the energy available for me to work on here, to, to work with, to heal, to let go of, to, to bring forth. Why not just go with it? Yeah. It's so, you talk about stress. Well, you take away a lot of stress if you just go with what's there. Like you were saying, harmony. You know, I, I use the word balance when it comes to conjuring uh, potions and exactly. recipes because it, to me, it's, I like a lunar solar balance and things just because I like that in myself. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very solar powered, but at the same time, I'm also, I always say solar powered, lunar guided, you know, yeah. I'm very guided by the moon cycles and yet I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm all fire essentially. Yeah, you sound like me. Right? <laughs> right. You do. You sound like me because, you know, uh, that is a great way to describe it because 
I have my sun and three other planets in Sagittarius. And I have my moon. I knew I liked you. Three other planets in Capricorn. And so it's really interesting. I was really looking at the part in your book where you talk about new to full moon and where what the guideposts might be for that and full to dark. And I love the ideas of cycling. Um, You know, balance, you're right. There's when you're conjuring something, even if it's grandma's spaghetti sauce, Mm -hmm. there's got to be a balance of acidity, right? Right. There's got you've got to have that. Um, But I love the way you talk about stress, because it's, it's an interesting question to ask yourself. Can you if you think about this, everybody out there, think about this. Can you think about any moment where flow or letting go or being in the flow, right? Can you think of any moment that you're in that, that stress also can come in? You know what it's like? It's like, it's like thinking about fear and gratitude. Mm-hmm. They can't coexist. And I love the way you took this, you took this on because, you know, whatever the phase is, whatever that moment, whatever the moon cycles is, whatever that moment, if you blink, you might miss a moment of your life. Mm. And I love what you said about stress, because if we are in the flow of things, if we are in those moments where we're not agonizing over our past or obsessing over our future, that's where peace breaks out, isn't it? Absolutely. And it, it's like you're saying, like love and fear can't exist in the same space. And love is always going to be stronger. So in my opinion, that peace of being in your creative stuff, all your creative <laughs> good stuff, if stress interrupts, you know, if the, the buzzer rings really loud, <laughs> you, you know, you kind of go, I, I did it this morning. I did it this morning. <sighs> okay, I dropped another potion bottle full of oil and now it's everywhere and I get to clean it up. And But then you're like, all right, well, you know, wow, the whole kitchen smells like jasmine. Ooh, oh my gosh. That's <laughs> so bad. You know, and I'm going to be smelling it for five days because I use a really potent jasmine. <laughs> so you, you just, you you experience and you process that stress much differently. And, and you're never going to escape stress. I mean, everyone's going to have stress. And I, I do believe, and this might be not something that anyone agrees with, but I do believe that there's a, a bit of stress you must have because it keeps you, it keeps you on your feet. It keeps you on your toes. It, keeps, it does. It does. Uh, reacting. The idea is to not have it overtake and, and to find those moments, if you have a lot of people have a lot of people have majority of stressful lives, it can be a combination of their work lives, their home lives, their, their family, everything. And the idea is to take those moments, you know, those little moments, those little beauty breaks that that just bring you back to present time, you know, and and bring you back to you. And it's it's like taking a meditative breath in my yeah. book that's how I feel about it and you I, know, think- I, I had a moment like this Elise this morning 
And I had a moment where uh, I started my morning and um, got things rolling pretty well. Um, and an email came in my box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I got four phone calls about the email before I actually got to the email. And then I read the email and I had a moment where I had to choose what I was going to feel yes, and then what I was going to think and then what I was going to do. And fear and faith, they cannot coexist on the same plane, like fear and love. And I don't mean religious faith. No, agreed. I, I mean, faith, trust in the universe. Mm -hmm. And I had this nanosecond with the phones ringing and messages coming over Skype about this one email and about this, this, this situation with a, 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 a person I know. And I read the email and I said, I know the truth of myself. I know the truth of myself. And I have incredible faith in the laws of the universe. And if I react to this in a certain way, I will get more of it. And then what I realized is it's always turning out for the highest and best of all parties. And I thought about this even later on when I got a call from a couple of my, my people. And I said, you know what? I'm really grateful. I'm grateful that that scenario happened. I'm grateful because the universe is doing for us what we did not know how to do for ourselves so that we can move on with our vision. See, what I asked for in the expansion of our network was the right people to show up, the amazing orchestration of ease and grace by which we're doing things, and, and to attract people that want to create a network that's completely based on uplifting. Now, look, the bottom lines, we're all people. Mm -hmm. I have a bad hair day. I was thinking today it was a little bit of a bad hair day. No. But, <laughs> but we all have those days. We're human. That's what hats are for. I'm not St. Pat. And, and yet what I know is if I don't let that email take me off mm -hmm. the amazing week that I was seeing for us and for the people I love and for the world and what we're doing, I wouldn't have been able to be fully present for this interview. And I think when you talk about that beauty within and you talk about the rituals, you're also inviting us to establish that level of empowerment within. Absolutely. So that the, the what I call the, the blip in the matrix does not take us off our powerful, empowered, confident, strong, expansive end game. And you do it so beautifully in the book. Thank you. And, and I, I completely agree with you. I love what you said about how you got the same. We've, we've all been there. And <laughs> if you're a fire like me, your first, your first reaction is going to be to roar and blow up. And that's, that's always mine. And I have to stop it and, and give it a moment of intelligent pondering. But I love what you said about you, you trust in the universe, but then a few minutes later, you said, I trust in myself. Yeah. 
because it's all one, yeah. you know, it's all one. And I agree with that. I think the stronger you are inside, yeah. and not that we don't take knocks, of course we do. We take them all the time. But I, I used to have this God awful day job, awful day job. And I used to take, this is where I, did, I came up with this, like this concept in my brain, which was beauty breaks, beauty breaks. And it wasn't just, oh, go fix your lipstick lady. It was, I would, I would literally, I would joke to a friend of mine who is a coworker and I'd say, I'm going to hide in the bathroom. And I would go into the ladies room with my little bag. I do the same. Right. And yeah. I, I would only take, I think at most five minutes. So nobody would yeah. ever raise their brow at me. And I would just, I would stand in front of the sink and, and I take a deep breath and out of my mojo bag of tricks would come the spray, the perfume, the, the, the little bit of uh, serum, which I always call beauty oil, dab, 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 shake my hair out. Oh, that's great. Take another breath. Just, just get that, that sort of warrior, this coming out. Oh, and totally. I, okay you can't get me and i'd walk out the door and i'd be transformed i'd be ready to go i'd say bring it on you can't bother me yeah i mean <laughs> and it does and beauty has it's amazing right transform. yes yeah it does. i hope you'll come back oh i would because there's so much more i'd like to talk with you about that is yes. not just about the book but also outside of the book related to the magic that you bring to the world because we need you we need you we need your voice and you know for the ladies that are listening to the show and also for the men but for the ladies that are listening to the show it's 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 this double-edged sword you all go through where if you take too too good of care of yourself you're called vain if you don't take enough care of yourself you're called sloppy Mm -hmm. but the message from Elise Marie today and, you know, the beautiful book, right? The Beauty Wish is you get to call your own shot. And what Elise does is she provides you with a blueprint, a sacred blueprint, one that you'll get to honor every step you take in the way you want to take it. And her words are just captivating. Elise Marie, thank you so much for today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? I would like every person listening to know and to share this with people that they know that um, their beauty lies within and they are stunning creatures. and, And if they could just know that, and go forward and do whatever it is that they need to do in this world and want to do, Mm. that they have to give themselves permission to do that. Mm. And I I would love, I would just love that. I would love if everyone just understood that they are uniquely beautiful. They have a unique contribution. That would make me very happy.